Welcome to Katie on the Couch. I'm Katie Nicole, and here on my couch, we talk to people from all walks of life about confidence, body image, self-esteem, and provide tips and insights from their experience to give to you. So take a cuppa and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Katie on the Couch. You can see that I have my lovely guest here today. My name's Katie, this is Jackie, and well, what to say? We had Jackie plus one, if you may notice. Uh, how long have we got? A month to go, Jack? I've got a month to go. About yeah. a month to go. So very pleased to have Jackie and her lovely one being able to spread the positivity into into the next generation, which is very exciting. Jackie's a marvel. I've known Jackie for probably, I reckon maybe four or five years yeah. now. Uh, we met through a coaching situation, and by day, Jackie is a is a change leader and a, sorry, yeah, a corporate leader and a change agent. But by night, she's a spiritual scientist. So I would love to know. I'm going to ask you more about what that means. But she's done a lot. She's an intuitive. She's a lifelong learner. She 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 breathes and and lives knowledge and loves having long walks with her friends along the beach, <laughs> solving the problems of the world. I'm one of those friends, which I'm very blessed. She speaks three languages fluently. She's traveled the world. She's lived abroad for many, many moons, and she's back here in Melbourne to be able to spread her message of self-love and her story. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thank You're you so for um, giving me the opportunity. This is really cool. So pleased to have you here. Yeah, thank you. It's really rad. Hmm. I, I mentioned, obviously, a lot about you just then. Yes. What, what brings you here? You obviously saw my post or something. What brings yeah. you to have this conversation? Yeah, uh, look, uh, you know, we've been friends for many years, Katie, and I, I really love the message that you're, you're, you're sending out to the world about posi especially body positivity, but just also the whole concept of self-love and self-confidence. I think, you know, I really, when you think about it, we were all born whole and complete when we came onto this earth. Absolutely. And as a result of our, you know, parenting, our social conditioning, and our programming, we seem to lose. We seem to have lost that. Hundred mm, percent. Most people that you speak to these days have certain issues. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, a lot of people think that it's completely normal, and it's actually not. Mm. And that there's there are there are ways in which you can actually. Um, get rid of that, you know, that self-loathing and things like that. And yep. so when you when you approached me with this with this topic, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm just about to become a mother. I'm and congratulations. Thank by you, the way. thank you. Um, and I'm going to have a, a daughter, and that for me is really important that I also spread that message because I've had my own issues growing up in terms of self-acceptance, self-love, and in particular, you know, acceptance of my body. Body, yep. And so this is a perfect opportunity for me to show a little bit of vulnerability, which I don't usually nice. do. thank you. Um, if, it's, if it means helping other people that are struggling right now that don't feel like they've got an outlet for it. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's an opportunity to, to share my story and, you know, if someone can gain something from it, then so be it. And if my daughter gains something from it in years to come, then, yep. then that's even a bigger plus for me. Or even now, vicariously, by having this conversation and being in this space energetically to be able to... Show her that she can be vulnerable. Absolutely. To show her and everybody, you know, watching and listening at home that they can actually too for themselves be vulnerable. Absolutely. And 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 expose not expose, but be be honest with themselves. Yeah, exactly. So your story, what what where you, you know you've had a you've had a long and varied life after yes. knowing you, but but for the listeners at home, 
tell us a bit about your story, your, your journey of self-love, of yeah. body image, self-esteem, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, where do I start? Gosh. <laughs> well, I think I would start, you know, as a child, I think for me, I, I grew up in a migrant family. Mm -hmm. um, my parents were of a Greek background and growing up in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Um, you know, in Australia? In Australia, yes. Yep. I was born yep. and raised here, although I was Australian. I was, you know, I was Greek Australian, you know, second generation. And mm. there was a lot of stigma around that in the 80s. I Definitely. mean, now it's more socially acceptable. But back then, you know, you were you were termed a wog, you know. There was, yep. there was you know, a little bit of bullying that was taking place. Definitely. So already... We even have a movie about it. Wog boy, wog boy, wog yeah, exactly. boy. You know, like... Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, already there was stigma around that. So going into school, you're already, you're faced with the fact that you're different. Um, you're not like everyone else. Yep. And asking yourself, well, what's wrong with me? But at the same time, what there was this thing within me that felt very like, screw that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm still going to be who I want to be. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so there was an element of that, but what was happening for me during, you know, my primary school years, especially towards the end around nine or 10, mm. was that my body was developing at a rapid rate. Like yeah. I was probably the tallest out of my class. Yep. Um, you know, I was menstruating by the age of 11 or yeah, 10. Yeah, same, same, and, so young. And I remember, you know, going to a friend's birthday party and I wasn't able to swim at the party and and but I was in the change room with them and everyone was getting changed and I'm thinking oh my gosh these people don't have pubes Pu yeah that's right oh whoa <laughs> and I'm like I already have pubes thank goodness I didn't go swimming because they would have noticed me and I would have stuck out like yeah. even more so yeah even if you didn't have your period at the time that's right yeah. so you know I was always very much denying myself or d denying myself the fact that I was developing and mm. look I had a fully fledged women f females body by the by the time I finished primary school. Yeah, so, I was the same, yeah, 11, 12. Yeah. Decent sized knockers, the whole king caboodle. Everything. I looked like a woman by the time I heat high school. A absolutely, you know, I didn't, I actually had to wear a bra that was wide already by grade six. Um, yep. But I would stop I myself nine. from wearing it because sometimes people would try, could see that I was wearing a bra and would try and flick it. And there was another girl that also was wearing a bra. So yeah. at the same time, there was someone else that was going through the same process yet we weren't uniting united. yeah we weren't united as a as a as a sisterhood to say well mm. you know let's just c connect together um so yeah which i think it was quite sad i guess we were going through our own thing but um as a result of that what what the reason why my body was developing so rapidly was that i had a condition called scoliosis so oh, okay. for people don't, who don't know what that is it's basically where you're your body is trying to grow as quickly as it possibly can because your spine is actually growing at a much faster rate. Wow, okay, I didn't know that that's what actually what it was. Yeah, yeah so sure. basically scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. Mm. So my, my spine basically got to a curve of around 60 degrees. Wow. And um, it only became apparent then that uh, I needed surgery when I went on a school camp and you know I was on a trampoline and I thought I pulled a muscle. And then when I went home, my mum said, oh, gosh, there's something seriously wrong with you. Why are you oh, no. you're looking like the hunchback of yeah. Notre Dame kind of thing? Yeah. 
And uh, so what that resulted in was major spinal surgery at the age of 12, 12. going on 13. Jeez. Um, and then, you know, being... <laughs> so you're already different. You're already marginalised because you're, yes. you're a migrant family. You're, you, you know, you're menstruating young. You've got pubes when no one else has pubes. And, and now you have to take a, a period of time off school, I would imagine, to have the surgery. Yeah, so I took about a month off, um, had the surgery, but it was more than that because, uh, you know, I was in intensive care for about two weeks. I was on mm. morphine, you know, I was high. Yeah, <laughs> at the you age would of be. 12. Yep. Um, you know, my mum thought it would be a good idea to cut all my hair off because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to shower, you know, sure. and that was probably the worst thing that ever happened because here I am, you know, already feeling quite vulnerable and insecure. Yes. And then, you know, cutting my hair short, which well, was such the a practical worst. thing, but. The worst hairstyle, that's yes. why I never have short hair. I don't think I could ever cut my hair Bad short anger. again, right? Um, and, and then I had to learn to walk again. Wow. And then 12 months I couldn't actually exercise yeah. and I had to wear a brace for a total of about six, seven months. Yeah. So there was a, a really big sort of rehabilitation process that took place. And um, as you can imagine, I was quite an active kid, played netball sure, and okay. all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, and my weight just basically ballooned, <laughs> you know, ballooned yeah. from about, you know, I, I got up to about 68 kilos okay. and I was, what, I was 13. Sure. You know, so close to 70 kilos and being... Yeah. And for your height, I take it, because I, I was 70 kilos by the time I was 10. So I take it for your height, that's... That, that was excessive. Yeah. So okay, I was yeah. about... Because I'm 5 or 10, so... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm much shorter than that. I'm about one... I was probably 163 okay. yeah. um, at that stage or 160. Yeah. So that's quite... That's quite big. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I was feeling very self-conscious, but mm. I couldn't really do much about it because I wasn't active. Sure. But I was comfort eating, you okay. know. There was yeah, a lot yeah. of emotional eating. And I remember one time I was at home and uh, someone came to visit us and and it was, uh, you know, a relative and he just looked at me and he said, oh, my gosh, what's happened to you? Oh no! <laughs> there was this overt, you know, verbal yeah. judgment that and took place. And he obviously place. wasn't talking about your back. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and something just, just something triggered just, in you. yeah, triggered in me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so then I thought, right, I, I need to go on a diet. And uh, and that's that was what, the first time you probably thought that around that 12, 12 and a half. Um. Yeah. I suppose this is the first time that you're overweight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, my my look, I had a very I actually, as a kid, was quite sick and didn't eat a lot. Okay. So I was actually quite s petite. Yeah. Um, and then I went through this major growth spurt as a result of the scoliosis, mm. but I was so hungry, like, I didn't care. And, and you know, my parents actually were quite happy for me to eat. They thought, wow, finally, finally she's eating, eating again, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and, you know, so that was quite okay. But um, I think that the issue that... Yeah, it was probably the first time I thought I need to do something about it. Yeah. And, you know, my clothes weren't fitting me. So I had mm. to I had to change my wardrobe. And I remember, you know how you have hand-me-downs? Yep. Well, <laughs> I eventually gave hand-me-ups, sure. right? Meaning sure. Because I was so big, I had to get bigger size jeans that yes. I, even my brother, who was 12 years older than me, could wear. Right. Okay. <laughs> right? Yep. That's how big I got. Yes, yeah. And so, you know, the whole concept of dieting only started then mm. once that that happened. And um, and I thought, but, you know, I was still comfort eating. So I didn't know how to manage the comfort eating and, and you know, losing weight. Yep. And so, you know, I got the idea, well, why don't I throw up? 
And I remember because I remember watching an episode on 60 Minutes about someone with bulimia. And oh, I thought, wow. wow okay, That's this a good is idea. Yeah, exactly. It's not. No. Trust us both. <laughs> it's not a good idea. But it was interesting. Slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. This, this person they were interviewing was talking about how she would take her toothbrush and hide it underneath her, her top. Sure, yeah. And go to the toilet. The bathroom, yeah. And use that instead of using her fingers. Right, okay. Because when you use your fingers, you know, you can start with time, there'll be marks and things like right, that. Right, okay. So you want to you try and hide as much as possible. Okay. And this is the thing with bulimia. It's, it's a secret illness, mm. yeah? It's a secret illness and um, where, you know, you're doing everything to hide what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, that's what sort of started. And, and, you know, within a couple of months, I lost a lot of weight. I got back to where I was, um, uh, but I also lost my period for a number of months wow. yeah. because of the. Uh, and you know, it was funny. It first started with excessive dieting, but then it was like, no, I'm still going to eat what I want to eat, and then sort of do that yo-yo dieting sure. over yep. the years. Yep. Um, but bulimia, you know, just going to the bathroom and just getting purging was was really my my sort of elixir. Yeah. At the time, um, and. Yeah, so it was... And for how long for, uh, you know, like obviously you were then 13 at the time, that continued for a, a long time into your life, I take it? That, that continued up until my 30s. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so, so I would say probably on and off over a period of, yeah, almost two decades. A couple of decades, yeah, yeah. That happened, and although I was conscious of it, but I thought I've got it under control. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like yep. someone who's addicted to drugs that says, "I do it socially." Yeah, you know, I've got it under control. Yeah, it's cool. This yeah. was me with not my bulimia, deal. right? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. you know, I'll go through periods of not doing anything, and you yep. know what? I must have it under control. I don't have any feelings. My teeth are perfectly fine. I can do it when I want to, and I don't have to. I need to just do it. Absolutely, yeah. and classic it, addictive behaviour. Exactly, and you know, <laughs> it's interesting because. Even though bulimia was always present in my life over that 20-year period, mm. um, as I was embarking, you know, on adulthood, you know, there was a really strong um, affinity that I started to have with um, with healing, um, mm. also with metaphysical, um, the metaphysics okay. of illness and yeah. things like that, and. You know, I became a Reiki channel. I studied Shiatsu. Yeah. Um, even though I was selling pharmaceutical drugs yes, <laughs> for a yeah, living yeah. and things like that. And, and you studied science as well. Yeah, that's so right. So this is kind of where I'm starting to get the feeling of the spiritual scientist thing is coming into it. Absolutely. Around, yeah. 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 Look, I, I, I'm I'm fascinated by all things out there, and and there, you know, there is a way in which things operate. So I've mm. always been very curious. I've been extremely curious, but there's also been this side to me where I've been quite intuitive. I've been able to pick up on a lot of things yep. or I've sensed a lot of things um, or I can pick up on people's energies and so forth. Mm. So, you know, it was always trying to understand these two, two worlds. So, um, and that's so kind of got this, 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 this truth, this pull in you of this intuitive, this, this um, very profound kind of part of you. Yet there's this other part that's playing out. That's, that's, that's pushing that kind of that kind of takes you away from all of that that's de well you know I, I spoke to you know one of our previous episodes bliss from bliss fitness she bulimia as well for herself and it's the denying of self mm, so you've got this intuitive which is absolutely accepting and, and going into self and the bulimia which is the denying of self yeah 
Absolutely, and I think what, what it meant for me also was denying myself of my own spirituality. Definitely. You know, purging everything that, I, that was true for me yeah. um, and just getting rid of it because it was too hard to deal with. And yeah. even the scoliosis, when I look at it in hindsight, metaphysically, the reason why I had that was because I didn't feel um, safe. I didn't feel protected. I didn't yeah. feel connected, you know. Sure. Um, you know, as much as I love my parents, my parents, you know, didn't know the first thing about how to raise children, you yeah. know, they were in survival mode and they also didn't have the best upbringing and yep. they didn't have the conscious awareness to be able to do things differently. It's cyclical, isn't it? So, yeah. so you know, if, if you don't as a parent or as a, as a person grow and learn and become self-aware, then, then you just keep passing the same mistakes plus your own onto, onto your children. Absolutely. And Hence why, you know, having a session like this with you, which Definitely. we normally do this anyway yes, as we solve the standard. world's problems, <laughs> um, it's even more important for me now um, knowing that I'm having a daughter because the last thing I would want for her mm. is to feel, um, you know, not whole and complete That's and right. to feel insecure about things. And, and look, let's face it, <laughs> you know, um, as much love and, and support and um, positive reinforcement you give your kids they're still going to have to go out into that Absolutely. world. Yep. Um, and there's a thing called social conditioning, which yep. is going to influence them. 100%. So if you can manage that or at least help navigate them through that process, yep. um, I think they're already you know, at a stage of, of being better able to deal with things yeah. and deal with adversity. They're resilient. Yeah, and yeah. become resilient, absolutely, and, and really be able to master their own life and not feel too influenced by everything around them. But it's only natural that that's going to happen. Of course. You know, and... It's not a part um, of the deal, isn't it? And that's right. And so rather than, you know, um, them having to s figure it out on their own, mm. at least they can feel they've got a support network. And, you know, I've done, a, I've done enough... Well, I think really the personal development space, I've been, you know, exploring myself and doing a lot of personal development for the last 20-odd years. Yeah. Um, and what I've realised from that, that, you know, those incidents that I've just talked about mm. don't define me. Yep. Um, they have influenced certain decisions that I've made in my life Definitely. and so forth. Um, and at the same time that although I have dealt with that and I no longer have bulimia and look, I, I'm pregnant, so I've obviously, you know, gained weight, but... You know, I'm 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 actually loving the process right now because it, it it's a, it's a natural process. Mm. Um, that said, that you know, you're still always evolving and growing yeah. and always clearing stuff in your life because, yeah. you know, things you know, it, it's just an ongoing lifelong process. Yeah, and personal if, development forever. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And if if you're comfortable with that then then you're in a much better sort of track in life because a lot of people feel like oh but you know you've done personal development tick, tick. that box okay now you you're never going to yeah. have any other issues that's a forever job <laughs> that's right yeah um do you, you think know. there was a catalyst do you think there was a time in your life where you kind of went because obviously by the just getting your timings you started personal development a, a long while before the bulimia before you recovered was there a was there a moment where you went I, something's got to change that made you go into personal development? Um, I wouldn't say there was one single moment. Mm. I think there was always this quest 
to uncover and discover things. Yeah. Um, I think probably where it first started was when I lost um, a best friend to a car accident at age 17. Yeah. Because at that stage I was so preoccupied about um, doing the right thing for everyone else. Sure. You know, there was this a lot of a lot of external pressure to please other people mm. in order to feel like I was okay. Yep. And when he passed away, for me, it was just something hit me. Like, you know, I, I had a sense of my own mortality at age seventeen. Um, but it's I also a big one. It, it is a big one. Massive. But, but also what he represented, mm. and he represented. He didn't give a fuck. I hope I can say that. You can say that. Awesome. He really didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he just lived his life. And although he was 17, he was such an old soul yeah. and had done so much in such a short space of time. Mm. I thought, what's holding me back? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and that's where I thought, you know what? Screw it. Yep. I'm not here to please anyone. I'm here Good to live you. my life. And, and that's what also led to me, you know, you know, I still did the right thing and went to university and became educated and did all that stuff yep. and then got a good job. Ticked all the boxes. Ticked all the boxes. Yep. But, you know, I traveled, I backpacked on my own for six months and then, you know, uh, it, you know, situations, my situation mm. changed and I met someone and I ended up moving overseas. And um, so, and I spent over a decade living overseas wow. and traveling the world and so wow. forth. Um, and, and found other passions there and in, in particular because, you know, I, I've been in the training and learning development space at a corporate level for many, many years yeah. now, both here locally and internationally, mm. that, um, that, that also, you know, naturally allowed me to be in that personal development yep. space. Let's face it, it's called training and development. That's right. You know, learning and development, it's L&D, so you're learning and developing people but you, you have to kind of stay on top of your game in order to, to do absolutely. that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember you and, and you haven't mentioned it in this interview but in previous conversations we've had about about Jackie as a kid who didn't give a fuck. Yes. I, I remember you you know you talking about a lot that when I was a kid I didn't give a fuck like you didn't mm. care when you were a kid. I'm so curious as, as to what do you think st stamped that out of you. Obviously it was always underlying you know there, there's that the real Jackie that yeah. doesn't give a fuck, but what you know? Where do you reckon, for want of a better term, shit went wrong? Um, I definitely think it it went wrong with with puberty. Yeah, and the fact that Damn I puberty. entered. I know exactly. If you can avoid it, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah, the fact that I went into puberty so early. Yeah. Um, you know, I really didn't understand. You know, mm. you, you know. It, you're, you're not looking normal. You, you, compared yeah. to our people your age, your age, yeah, that's you right. look so marginally different, yeah. and you can't you can't explain it. So I mm. think that's really what what started getting me feeling self conscious. Sure. Where I started, and then to it just kind of snowballed with with society pressures, with the world, with everything. Yeah, but at the same time, I must say, when I lost all that weight, you know, like I don't know, most people in high school, there's usually you know these these segregations or these groups of different Clicks, people. Of course, Clicks, of course, yeah, the, whatever. That's right, yeah, yeah. and you've got the beautiful people, right? Yes, do, yeah. So I remember, you know, I had lost all this weight and yet my school uniform was still the same size sure. from before. So yep. it looked too big on me, Naturally. basically. And um, I remember the beautiful people making comments. They actually, for the first time, they came up and spoke to me because I was quite nerdy at school, I must yep. say. And they said, wow, Jackie, you've lost a lot of weight. And I said, oh, really? Okay. I didn't realise. Yeah. Anyway, but inside me I was thinking, wow, this is really fucked up, yes. right? Because I thought, 
the one and only time the beautiful people are willing to speak to me yep. is the fact that I've lost weight. Yeah. Like now somehow, all of a sudden you're a value. Yeah, now I'm a value. So it's funny, although I was obsessed with my body image, yep. I wasn't obsessed with being accepted by beautiful people. Interesting. I almost resented it. I thought, that's really screwed up. Yeah. That, that, kind that, of the two sides of you fighting. This is what I'm what I'm kind of picking up. Yeah. This whole, this, this sort of um, the I, I used to I used to call it um, the good Katie and the bad Katie. That's mm. how I used to refer to myself around the bad Katie who who does bulimia, who who you know who fights herself, who who beats herself up, who mm. does all this stuff. But then the good Katie who is who is great with people, who is confident, who who goes out there and does things that other people wouldn't ever dream or have attempted to do. Yeah. I always had this kind of conflict between yeah. what I knew was right, mm. you know, here and here, yes, and what the hell was going on up here. Absolutely, and and you know, you know, I remember back in those days, people used to say, "Oh, how would you describe yourself?" And I actually used to say, "I'm a contradiction in terms." <laughs> on one side. You know, I'm really logical, and then on the other side, I'm illogical, or I'm, you know, completely into scientific stuff, but I'm all also into the hoo-ha stuff yes. and the stuff that, you know, is not, exp you know, you can't, you can't physically see a, a, an answer for it. You know, yeah, yeah. more that spiritual side, um, and and then yeah, absolutely, that whole, I know that this is wrong, what I'm doing, this mm. purging, and yet. I felt quite comfortable doing it. And mm. at the same time, I almost felt like, wow, I'm getting away with this. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like no one is noticing yep. this. What else can I do that no one will notice? What can, right? I, what can I get away with? It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, so your mind's constantly playing tricks on you in that respect. Very much so. So, yeah, uh, look, and, and I think one thing I, I'm starting to realise is that you know, things like bulimia are a lot more common than we care to even want to yep. know. Many of our guests already have, have you know, uh, have suffered it from, from, from some degree to another. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really quite scary how many of us are denying ourselves in that process. Absolutely. In, in your terms, for you, Jackie, what do you see as, if we're going to say self-love, what's self-love to you in your words? That's a good question. I think self-love for me is being able to be discerning. Yeah. yeah. So, you taught me this word. Yeah, be discerning. Yeah. So one thing that I started practicing when I went on this path of learning to love myself again or at least or accept myself yeah. was I would always ask myself the question if I was faced with any sort of situation because this is a thing also when you've got body body issues and and so forth it's it's a way of denying yourself of self-love right yeah, absolutely and naturally when you're with you know forming relationships with the opposite sex you're usually not yeah. being discerning enough or you're getting yourself into all sorts of uh hijinks and mix-ups yes <laughs> um oh, and so so one thing I, I started asking myself this is something that comes from teal swan mm. um who she's a mentor you follow Someone I follow, yeah, oh, she's yeah. called the spiritual catalyst. Nice. Yeah, that's where I got the idea. Well, I'm sort of like the spiritual scientist. Very cool. Yep. Um, where she, she gives a task where for 365 days of the year, yep. and you really have to commit Big to task, it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. A lot of um, us can't, can't hold a task down for a, for a week. So, no. Yep. Um, where she says, you know, ask yourself each and every day, when you're faced with any sort of situation or dilemma, whatever it may be, mm. ask yourself the question, well, what would someone do who loves themselves? Oh, 
I love yeah, that. So what would they do in that situation? And and that's what I mean about start to be discerning. And yes. Because if you, if you sort of disassociate yourself from the situation and you put it in a situation of someone who loves themselves, the decision may be marginally different to the decision that you would make based on, yep. you know, that negative programming that you it, have. It's funny. It, it's, um, it reminds me of, I'm not religious at all, but in, in Christianity, or in, I think it's Christianity, they often say... Um, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> okay. a thing. And you can get wristbands and stuff oh. of what would Jesus do. And, oh. and it's very much in a moment of, like, similar to that, what mm. would somebody who loves themselves do? What yeah. would Jesus do? It's, a, it's yeah. a similar kind of in that vein of what would what would somebody who was held to the highest account or loved yes. themselves, what would they do in that situation? Absolutely. It's a great one. Yeah. So what I found was that the decisions I was, ma I was making mm. were very different um, mm. And it was also being able to not be a dick about it, like say, oh, I'm going to love myself now and you guys go screw yourselves. Yeah. You know, it, it, not that, but it's you just... You don't have to be arrogant about it in no, order for it to... No, no, it's just about, you know, is this is this serving my highest good? Yeah. You know, is this going to, you know, propel me to where I want to go? Mm. Um, but I think the work starts even before then and it also means, well, what is it that you value? Yes. You know, now I, I came to the realization that what I actually value is my health. And when I made health my number one priority and value, the bulimia stopped. Yes, yeah. Same thing for me, actually, I, w I would say that now all of a sudden yeah. I'm looking after me. Yes. And, and when I, I had a conversation with somebody today about health, um, and they were saying, you know, that we often talk about mental health and health. To me, it's the same thing. Yeah, my health absolutely. is my health. So is me eating a bowl of cornflakes for dessert with Milo on it the best thing for my health? Well, sometimes the question has to be answered, well, is it the best thing for, for my physical body? Is it the best thing for my mental body? Sometimes sitting in front of the couch, eating a bag of chips is the best thing for my mental health. Mm. And my, my body will be okay with it because it's good for my mental health. Yeah. So I think that, that when we separate the two, it, it's an interesting thing. Putting my health first. Yes. And for a long time, I put the physical health first, but I've now started to discern that actually, no, it's it's holistic. Yeah, My absolutely. mental, my spiritual health need to be just as valued as my, my physical health. And sometimes that means that the physical health comes further down the line mm. than the mental health because that's more important. Absolutely. And, and there is that connection. I mean, mm. you know... Uh, and, and that's what I mean. That's why, you know, I've been exploring metaphysical, the metaphysics of, of illness for, for yes. many decades now. Yeah. And there is a very strong correlation between, you know, our mental well-being and our physical well-being, mm. you know. And in particular, you know, you, you look at now, so many people have gut issues. Well, yep. it's no surprise. Yes. How are they digesting thought? Yeah, wow. You know, how are they dealing with, with things around them and how are they processing stuff? You know, if they're not processing it up here, they're probably not going to process it here. Yeah, such a good and point. Then, and then you look at when you, and this is what I mean about, you know, that intuitive side that I notice is that, you know, when I look at people, you know, you can tell straight away what their presenting issues are. Wow. <laughs> and, and it's very difficult That's a gift. sometimes. That's excellent. Oh, thank you. But the, the thing is, is that it's, it, it, you know, you have to just be very careful about that because, you know, it, there's a fine line between that intuitive side and, and being dick. Yeah. Or people <laughs> thinking you're being judgmental yeah, of course. or judging yeah. someone for yeah. the way they look. Um, you know, our physical, uh, the way our body presents itself mm. is usually a, a reflection of what's going on here 
both mentally but also spiritually. Yes, it's yeah. like even things like, you know, people say, why, why are so many people developing cancer? Well, guess what? A lot of people have had trauma in their yes. lives. A lot of people and are I'm, friggin' angry. And we're not dealing with it either. And that's the point. We're not yeah. processing it. We're not, we're not actually digesting no. and, and taking in the pain. I think there's, there's a, a huge temptation to ignore the pain. Well, that's right. We're taught to ignore the pain. Exactly. And, and, and even more so, it's how to clear that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't, you know, clearing is such a cathartic process when mm. we clear stuff that's happened to us. Mm. Um, when we don't clear, it just sits there and it starts to, to build and grow like a tumour. Yes. You know, until it gets, you know, out of control and then it becomes toxic yep. in our system. Yeah. And then it cancer presents. because of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, what are you talking? That's that's just too much of a simplistic view. But mm. in reality, that's what ends up happening or, yep. you know, um, something like diabetes. Mm. Diabetes is a really interesting condition because, um, you know, a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a disease of, of, you know, how to um, regulate sugar levels. Mm. And sugar is usually something that makes us happy. Happy and sweetness. That's right. So wow. what's, what, how are we not able to see the sweetness in life? I yeah. know that sounds really, as I said, sounds really simplistic, yeah. but there is some truth to it. Yeah. Um, and so I think these are really, it's interesting to explore this mm. stuff that, you know, people just want to take a pill. And this is what I mean, like, you know, having sold drugs yeah, <laughs> professionally. That's like a right, yeah. And that was something that was really, uh, had a real conflict with my, my inner being mm. because of the fact that, you know, drugs only alleviate symptoms. They don't deal with the cause. cause. That's right. And yet, if you deal with the cause, you'll get rid of whatever, you'll, you, you won't even have the condition, condition, let alone the symptoms. That's right, yeah. Um, provided you're able to tackle it early on, sometimes, exactly. sometimes you know. you know, the body is... is already way way advanced of that's, like that's right. right yeah um and yet people are so afraid of that mm. you know there's this and, and that's what i mean a lot of these presenting conditions are very much fear-based yep. and fear is only false evidence appearing real at yeah. the end of the time you know 90 plus percent you know of things that we think may happen never really never do, do happen yeah yeah so you know what's the shame or what's the what's the mm. you know there's no need to to be so fearful and yet i mean we all experience it you know <laughs> and we all have fears of course absolutely yeah. and that's why i mean that the whole personal development thing mm. is an ongoing lifelong process because yeah. it's not like you'll never be devoid of fear yeah. fear will come up yeah. i mean gosh i'm about to become a mother i don't know what what's ahead of there's, there's me there's a fear going on there of course <laughs> yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. Uh, and and at the same time you have to say well you know everything i've experienced in my life up until now has led me to this point yep. surely and you've been I've, able to deal with it that's right you've handled it you're still alive you're okay well that's right you didn't fall into a puddle well that's right you know. so surely i've got i've had i've got some strategies yeah. and i've got some um the life experience is yep. going to allow me to to be able to navigate through which is you interesting. Know, so, so, so what I'm hearing is that you have learned how to trust yourself. Yes. And that's something that, that I know a lot of people who have low confidence and low self-esteem aren't able to do. Mm. You know, there's that whole, well, I don't, I don't know, I can't, I don't, I don't know. And there's not that level of trust. Yeah. How do you think that you came to a point where you were able to perhaps reconnect with, with your truth and, and learn to trust yourself again? Wow, yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think for me, as I said before, it, it's just been an evolutionary process. Sure. Um, 
I, I one thing I did do was look for evidence of success nice. in my life. Yeah. And considering I, you know, at a very young age in my, you know, mid to late twenties, I decided to just literally pack up, leave Australia, yep. and move to the other side of the world where I didn't even speak the language. Yes. Um, and learnt to assimilate in a in a different culture. Um, a different cult a country, I learnt a new language, I changed careers and found my passion for learning and development wow. and for um, training and, and being on a stage with mm. people, uh, you know, I thought, well, I've, you know, I've, I backed myself. Yeah. And you know what? I had everyone tell me this is the worst thing that you could ever, ever possibly do. do and you shouldn't do Were they do right? It. Absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. You know, and it's funny because over that, you know, 10 year plus period of me being overseas when I would come home and visit Australia people would say you're so lucky and I said no I'm not Bull. yeah I'm not lucky I, I had balls yep. <laughs> and I'm not a guy you know yep. I, 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 I took a leap of faith mm. and um, and I made shit happen and and I'm not saying there weren't there wasn't any adversity and and you mm. know it wasn't a hard time I mean gosh like, you know, being someone who suffers from verbal diarrhea and likes being social, um, being in an environment where I couldn't even understand what people were saying, saying yeah. and I couldn't contribute mm. contribute to the conversation because I didn't know the language, was bloody tough. But, it been. but you know what I mean? Then that's what I mean. I, I, I looked for evidence of success and mm. where I've backed myself in the past and thought, yeah. and every time I ba I've backed myself, good things have happened. happened. And what I, I take it that that time where you took that plunge, everyone's telling you no, everyone's telling you it's a really bad idea. There's lots of things facing against you. The fact that you don't speak the language, that you don't have a job, the fact that, um, you know, you're moving to a whole different country that you have know nothing about particularly. I take it that in that moment, you didn't necessarily trust yourself in order to take the plunge. What, what I'm getting at is that I think that so many people wait until they're ready Mm -hmm. wait until the trust is there before they take the step without realizing that that in order to trust yourself you have to take the step you have to you have to take the step and maybe st stumble and catch yourself and get back up yes. that's how the self-trust is built not not from waiting to trust yourself enough before you take the action absolutely and i think the other part to it is that you know uh, i'm an innocent adventurer yeah. i love to go out and explore stuff and i always it was always my dream to move and live overseas Perfect. and I saw this as an opportunity of presenting itself and I said look I'm not going forever there's nothing you know there's this thing called impermanence in life yes. right where nothing ever lasts forever so I the thought bad and the good yeah the bad and the good mm -hmm. that's right so I thought well let me give it a shot for at least 12 months and if it doesn't work out then happens. then you know I can always the worst case scenario I come back so what yes. I took a sabbatical for a year yeah and was it the end of the world no mm -hmm. it was a year on the yep. grand scheme of things in terms of how, the age that we live yep. uh, live up until but so much better than regretting or waiting mm -hmm. and then making some decisions that kept you bound and then you turn around and go oh man I wish I that would have been a great idea had I just gone off and done that for however long Absolutely. So rather than umming and ahhing about it. That's right. So I sort of was able to justify it to myself by saying, look, let me give it a year, mm. see how I go. For, if it's longer, then it's longer. Yeah. If not, then so be it. Dip but, your toe in. But also, yeah, water. that's right. 
so let's have some fun. I didn't mm. like my job. I was I wanted out of pharmaceuticals. Yep. Um, oh, your job in Australia? Yeah, in yep. Australia. Yep. And, you know, I was bored. I was just bored in Australia. Yep. I wanted to go see the world. Go, go on an adventure. Yeah, so, um, so that's how it ended up mm. happening. So, yeah, so there's an element of backing yourself. Um, but also, yeah, there's still that element of, well, I don't know if this is going to work out. But I thought, well, so what if it doesn't? Yes. You know, at least... And what does work out even mean? Like, like, like mm, I, th I think that we true. have these expectations of success of how it's going to work out. Like, what does work, like, what does that mean that you're going to, mm. does working out mean that you never come back to Australia? Is that, is that what working out means? <laughs> like, what, what does it even mean? Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, like it, to define the success. Well, that's right. But everyone's going to have their own perception of, of that. They are. Um, and what's important is whatever your perception of it is, 100%. you know, I, I, I've always thought that, you know, <laughs> you know, you go to school to learn, mm. but our biggest lessons, our biggest life lessons do not occur between four walls in a classroom. Yeah. Yeah. They, they occur so when you go out and put yourself in situations mm -hmm. where they're foreign to you, you go out of your comfort zone yep. and you build, you know, the muscle of adaptability nice. and resilience. Yep. And that's exactly what my purpose was in, in going there and, and hopefully, you know, allowing the love that I had at the time to, yep. um, you know, flourish, yep. which ultimately didn't. But It ran its course. Though. It ran its course, which yep. was totally fine. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's really the, the, mm. the, 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 the clincher for me. So if, I appreciate that the most self-aware people, most time we get to this point in our lives that there's not there's not a hell of a lot of regret, if any at all. But if you could go back and give a younger version of yourself any advice. Now, a younger version of yourself could be yesterday. Um, it could be 25 years ago. It could be 40 years ago. If you could go back and give your younger self a, a piece of advice, what would it be and at what age would you give it? Oh, that's a good question. Oh. Um... Take your time. I would probably say going back to those early teen years mm. and pre-scoliosis, post. Do you think? No, I would say post. Post. Post-scoliosis mm. and say, um, this isn't going to last forever. Actually, bring the concept of impermanence. Nice. Um, which I only nice. learnt in my thirties. Yeah, wow, <laughs> nice, cool. Um, that this is this is not going to be forever. Yep. As hard as it may feel right now, mm. um, have your back, literally. Literally, oh my <laughs> have god. Your back, I know. <laughs> have your back. Talk about um, metaphysical. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> have your back. You know what's true for you. Yeah. And just follow that. Trust and, yourself. And and just trust yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, also I would probably say to her, in those moments where you have self-doubt, that's actually the moment where you should not doubt yourself. Nice. Yeah. It, uh, there's been many moments in my life where when, when I felt the self-doubt being really strong, it's actually just been there because I needed to back myself. Ah, so that, that's amazing. So mm. when you get self-doubt, and, and I know that listeners have it a lot, so, mm. you know, finding your strategy of how you overcome that, you now take self-doubt as an indication that you need to up the ante, ante. of trust, of, of backing Absolutely. yourself even more. Absolutely. Great advice. Yeah, very much so. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really taking that as a trigger of, hey, it's, it, it's, it's literally just a... Um, 
a red flag. It's just the lights are flashing to say, more more certainty of self required, please now. Yeah. Unless Gorgeous. of course, yeah. Unless of course, um, you're getting advice from someone who is knowledgeable in in an area that is going to assist you. Sure. That you may want to, you know, take some of their points on board. Yeah. But at the same time. Um, you've got to really listen to mm. that inner voice and where I've been able to listen to that inner voice for myself is through uh, through meditation yeah um, in, in terms of that in terms of being able to say trust an advisor I know that plenty of people perhaps want to get a coach or a mentor mm. or see some kind of therapist or, or yes. going down some kind of healing path I, I know in the past for me I would just go along to the person who could sell to me the best because they convinced me Mm. And that wasn't always a really good strategy because no. <laughs> there was perhaps something inside of me that didn't quite fit with them, but I went there anyway because mm. they convinced me otherwise. Yes. What would be your advice for people? Like, how do you discern between my own inner voice and and how do I how do I know who to trust in terms of mm. an advisor? Yeah. Um, look, I think it's important that you you have some interaction with that person mm. and you and you trust your intuition in terms of how this person is coming across to nice. you are they are, are they congruent yeah. is what they're saying and how they're acting sort of um aligned yeah when you when you're hearing too much hoo-ha because there's a lot of hoo-ha especially social media there's Heaps. so much friggin noise like yep. wow it's it's insane that you you you, you just start to observe people and and you know, ask them, ask them what their story is, or awesome, or you know, and see whether or not their story somehow resonates with yours, or yeah. whether what it is that they're able to offer is resonating with where you're at and what you feel you need yeah. um, to get to the other side. When someone's trying to sell you this, that, and the other, yeah, um, and it's a sales game, then yeah. I think you have to. You definitely have to be um, very discerning there. Because there's a there's a big in the, you know often in the personal development world, unfortunately, um, a, a notion that you're not enough, but you will be if you buy my product. Yes. Just do my course, Absolutely. and you'll be enough. Absolutely, and and this is the thing. It's it's called fear based selling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and, yeah, yeah. fear based. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very um, prolific out there. So, really. And, and then at the same time, there's another contrast to that, and especially in the spiritual community, because it's like they'll say, I'll give everything to so you for free. free. So and then it they, doesn't, don't, they don't value themselves enough to No, be able they to. don't. So if someone's giving you too much stuff for free, mm. yeah, then they're not the person you want to actually necessarily work with. Absolutely. Because if they're not valuing themselves and they're yep. valuing their time yep. and charging for the time that they're going to add value in your life yes. and help you and support you in a process, yeah. even though ultimately you will un ultimately make the decisions and the change for yourself, yep. then that's probably not the person you want to go yeah. with. So, yeah, you sort of have to do your research and just find what resonates with you. And it yep. might be just an author and having read their book. book. Yep. You know, like I know um, if there's one book I could recommend, I know you haven't asked me the question. Please, I will but, though. But I want to know. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, I want to know who you follow. You've mentioned Till Swan. Yep. I, I would love to know what kind of books people you follow. Who do, mm. who, who, whose stuff do you dig that you yeah. get a lot of value out of? So I think... Uh, and we'll put the links in, in you know, to, to whoever it is and we'll, we'll have it in the show notes. So Absolutely. So um, someone who I think is, well, a book that I read that changed my life was definitely James Almay. Mapes, yeah, um, called Quantum Leap Thinking. Oh, and it was a brilliant book. And, and do you have that still? 
I do have I'll that still. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, really cool book. He's actually a magician. Oh, wow. And he's done all these different things. So that resonated but with me. But it's a personal development kind of spiritual science Absolutely. Kind of book. Wow, fantastic. But, but it's, it's actually um, based with a lot of physics. Yes. Which I love. Yes, That's my course. scientific side. Yes. Yeah. So Putting logic to the feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what resonated for me because that that's there were two sides to me in that respect. Yes. So that was a book that was definitely life changing for mm. me. Um, definitely Caroline Miss. Yes. Yep. yep. So um, all her work, especially around um, archetypes, soul contracts. So she she gets very much. There's a lot of metaphysical sort of stuff mm. there, but also a lot of spiritual stuff, but also backed with a lot of. Um, like science because yeah. she is a medical intuitive yep. so that nice. really resonates um pip mckay's work with archetypal yes. coaching very much love her stuff amazing stuff yep. also there's that there's that you know um spiritual side or that mystical side yep. which i think we don't tap into enough yeah um who else oh gosh so many to you to mentioned teal swan before i know that you love her she's had massive trauma and she does some, some amazing work around Clearing right. and healing and... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so she's great. She's got her own um, YouTube channel. So yep. she, she look, she adds a lot of um, value online. So yep. just through YouTube and so forth. Mm. Um, and, yeah, because she, she, I mean, she's quite psychic and sees, you know, different sort of... She's not from this planet yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah different, <laughs> different dimension. Different dimension, that's right. But, um, and look, some of her stuff is quite controversial and she's got lovers and she's got haters. Yep. Um, All the good ones do. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, you know, I love the post that you, you I think you um, posted today or yesterday about, you know, if if everyone loves you, then you've got a problem, problem. right? And yep. that's the thing. Not everyone's going to love you, and that's yep. totally okay. Yep. Um, who you want to be loved by is your tribe. Yep. Yep. Are people that, the you people know. people who love your shit. That's right. So that's right. Not everyone's going to love you. No. It's okay. And as much as that, there's parts of me that go, oh, you know, when people unsubscribe from my list or whatever, and I have that moment of pang, I'm like, hang on a second. They're, they're, they're people who, who don't love my shit. Yeah. If you love my shit, then hang around. I want you to be here. If you don't love my shit, then that's cool too. Absolutely. It's fine. Go find someone that you love. Yeah, absolutely. Go, be with, go, go hang out with the people that really resonate with you and that you want to connect with yeah absolutely so before we finish up because i know you and i could ramble on for 14 know, hours on a podcast and, and youtube <laughs> show so if you could give one piece of advice for somebody who who feels like they need or want more confidence what do you think you might give to them me personally yeah like what what would be the advice you'd give or a top tip mm. um gosh i gotta think about that sure. one what 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 advice would I give them? Mm. Um, I think, I think, I think the first thing I would do is take some time, stay in quiet contemplation, nice. in a room with you know just in a in a in a in a space that feels comfortable yep. and gentle for them, and to reflect back on their life. And, and look at where they've had some successful or some really amazing moments. Wow, cool. Yeah, I think, I think building that evidence of success, because, you know... So important. It is really important. It's like, you know, practicing, you know, having the daily practice of gratitude, which mm. is something I do. You know, I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, what am I grateful for today? Yep. You know, and, and then at the end of the day, what, what was I able to accomplish today? Yep. 
even if it's just one thing, mm. you know, it's 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 being because that changes your frame of mind, Definitely does. and and it, it allows you to reframe because it, you know we live in such a negative environment mm. in society that often the first thing we look at is the glass being half empty, yeah, and we're never looking at it as being half full. Yeah. So when the alarm goes off at six in the morning, and I don't want to get up. But I have legs that just got me up. I have power because my phone has just been plugged in overnight. I have a roof over my head. I'm getting out of a warm bed. I'm That's about right. to drive to my place of employment. I, I have a job. I earn money. There's, you know, Absolutely. There's eight things that I've just mentioned within, and I haven't even got out of bed yet. Yeah. And as a result of doing that, what, what happens to you physiologically is mm. that you change your state. Yeah, of course. You know, and you you you're in a more empowered state, definitely, and a state where that's going to lead you to having greater self worth, self love, yep. Yep. and confidence. Because you're like, hey, wow, I've actually done some pretty cool you stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's and right. I and I haven't acknowledged it, and that's the thing. Yep. I think often, even if we've done something great, we mm. almost we're almost sort of depriving ourselves of that, of yep. that by saying, it's yeah, but that's it. not enough. We've got to do the next thing. What's next? What's next? It's next. like no, no. Revel in it, appreciate it, it, acknowledge it, yeah, enjoy it. Don't sit on your laurels for the next 20 years and say, well, I did this and this is the most amazing thing and it's enough. (laughs) But it's just taking that time to actually acknowledge it. So build that reference of success and refer to it, especially in those moments where you're feeling a bit crappy about yourself. Definitely. That's the most important time, isn't it? That's right. And whether you write it down, whether you draw it, whether you, you know, um, you know, record it on your phone and then just hear it back in those moments of self-doubt or those moments of not feeling 100% confident, Mm. in particular when you're about to embark on something new. New. Definitely, because because that's when the doubt comes in. That's when the doubt comes in, but that's also the the precursor of of real growth happening. And being comfortable with that. Yep. I trust I've, uh, oh, well, I trust I've answered the question in terms 100%. of... 100%. Mm. Absolutely. I think, I think that that's some really solid advice and certainly going going inwards and reflecting on self and spending some more time with you. It's one of the top tips that I give on a regular basis yeah. is you got to get to know you. you got to spend time with you. How can you like somebody that you don't spend any time with? It's that's nearly impossible. Right. Absolutely. Before we do wrap up, I... I I know that I know that perhaps your early days of what you do, but I know you do some beautiful healing and coaching. You help people clear their shit from a spiritual scientist point of view. Is there, is there any like you know? Is there some place that we can get in touch with you? Is I know I don't necessarily know where you're at right now, but but how can if we want to get in touch with you, do you have a number that we can call you on, or email address, or something that we might be able to get in touch with you? Tell us about what you do with your coaching and your clearing and stuff. Yeah. So. Um yeah, so basically I run bi-monthly meditation circles. Great. Uh, I refer to them as raw, yep. as in R-O-A-R, like raw like, raw. A, raw, like a lion. Lovely. Um, and really it's a space for people to connect with themselves. Yep. So I create that space. And, um, and you whereabouts know, is that based? That's based in my home oh, yeah. here in Melbourne. Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, Southeast yeah. Melbourne. Cool. And um, so I do have at this stage a closed Facebook, uh, Facebook page. Okay around it so there are obviously i have some regulars but i'm more than happy to open it up to other people but if people are interested and they're in the melbourne area um then they can just get in contact through my um, email account 
So Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, dot Katsikis, K-A-T-S-I-K-I-S, at gmail.com. Cool. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes as well so that uh, if you want to get in touch with Jackie and head along to her meditation circles, they're great. They're a really good opportunity for you to be able to to take the time that you need. Often we Mm. don't take that time. I know that a lot of women go there and it's just they won't take the time to spend with themselves but when mm-hmm. they go there they'll do it with other people so that's absolutely that's and, important and especially because i usually um time it around the new moon and the full moon great so making people realize that you know it, life is a cycle and yep. our moods and and our experiences are, are cyclical yep. so it's important within the month to actually touch base with ourselves at least on two occasions Gorgeous. where we take some time to really mm. meditate and and usually i'm very much guided by the group yep what they're all sensing and what yeah. they're feeling and so and your intuition that's right and so then that mm. sort of navigates and guides the um the process, process. Um, and so you also do clearing and coaching. Yes, so if yes. anybody wants to clear some stuff and do some archetypal work, I know that, you, that you're very, very experienced in that kind of stuff. Yes. Cards and you kind of, the spiritual scientist is kind of blending the the, the way that I see it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, this sort of coaching, logical, uh, CBT kind of kind of stuff, yes. mixing in with the, the spiritual woo-woo stuff. Yeah. Woo-woo with all respect. Yeah, you know, the, you the, the energetic the stuff. The energetic stuff, yeah. the, the spiritual Absolutely. stuff, yeah, the intuitive stuff. Tell us more a bit, a bit more about that. Yeah, so um, again, everything in life, and this is why I love science as well, yeah. with physics, you know, energy is never, it's never destroyed. It's just, it just forms a different it just goes into a different format cool. um, and any form of therapy or any form of meditation or any form of group work mm. is always a, a form of energy exchange nice. so it's really just understanding the energy where it's at mm-hmm. and where it needs to be sort of transformed or, or redirected yep, okay. um, so you know if there's uh, some stagnation fear is stagnation yeah, okay. So cool. how, how do you clear the fear in order to allow Move free forward. flow? Nice. Um, that feeling of being stuck that I know a lot of people have. Well, that's right. And and in particular, you know, I talked about my own childhood issues, you mm. know, with bulimia and so forth. A lot of that stuff happens when we're kids. So yeah. it's important that we clear stuff from our childhood. childhood. So that's where I would do a lot of clearing work there where, you know, connecting with our inner children because they're still there and yes. they're still traumatized. Yes. Um, and often they haven't had a voice. Yes. You almost ha- need to reparent. Yes, our own, absolutely. Our, our own inner child. Yeah. yeah. But first you need to allow them to purge. Nice. Right? Yeah. To purge verbally and then basically allow them to um, then take on resources that, you know, are going to equip them in life. Yeah. Because, you know, having worked in the corporate world, I see a lot of, a, a lot of tortured little inner children yes, that, that come into these political sort of yep. um, spaces. <laughs> spaces. Um, and you're thinking, gosh, if only you cleared your shit, I can see you've, you've had issues with bullying yes. when you were a child. Yes. And these are the things, but you can't say that, no, right? Of course. But this is the sort of work that I do to clear yeah. that. Um, Sounds amazing. Yeah, really so it's rewarding. really very, very powerful and very transformative, I must yep. say. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. It was Jackie Katsikis, if uh, at gmail.com again i'll put it in the show notes if you if you didn't catch that you can always get in touch with me i will put you on onto jackie we're good mates so i'll be able to sort you out with that stuff but thank you so yes, much thank for spending you, the last little hour with us and and hanging out no it was a real pleasure absolute pleasure thank you for sharing you know your vulnerability and your story and and absolutely your tips and tricks on how to 
on how to get that self-love and all, and all the best with Bubba yes, and, I know. and the Thank next you. little adventure in your life. <laughs> That's right. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> Thank for watching you. another episode of Katie on the Couch, guys. Until next time, happy self-loving. Thank you so much for watching. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and YouTube show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you for your attention and thank you for your eyes and ears. Hope that you got a lot out of it today. If you do know anybody or if you yourself have an amazing story of confidence and self-worth, I'd love to hear from you. Just email loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. I will get that email immediately. I'll be in touch and we can see if we can get you onto Katie's Couch. Talk to you then. Katie, Katie on the couch.